right, so here we are um, with Nerd Cyclopedia. I got to tell you, I want, I got to get hyped. That music, that beat is great. I want to know where you can get that beat. Where can I get that? You know, I hear this guy called Crazy Man actually did that beat. Thank you, Crazy Man, for supplying us with the beat to the Nerd Cyclopedia. It's called The Breaking Point. You could catch that on Amazon, iTunes, Apple Music, any of your digital stores, and also on your regular stores, too. Yeah, Crazy Man was real generous letting us use that. I appreciate that very much. Yeah. Really gets uh, everything started up right. Crazy Man! <laughs> Crazy man. Yeah, he's he's pretty cool because he does like some cosplay and everything too. I've seen him at a oh, yeah? yep. I've seen him at a few conventions and everything. Need to check out his Instagram. So he got some really good stuff. It, it, he spells it kind of funny too. It's not the regular crazy man. It's, he spells his like K R A Y Z E M A N. So see, even that spelling is crazy. Uh, yeah, it's really sick. That's how you know how crazy he is. Really super sick. <laughs> so. Before we get started on uh, the new letter, and I think a lot of uh, we've probably uh, you know we've been a little bit obvious about what we're going to talk about. I did want to go over some listener submitted emissions from the A's before we close the book on A, and I wanted to bring up uh, for history we did not talk about atomic weapons. Oh man, that's a game changer. Game changer. That's more than a game changer. That's a life changer right there. So it's a big bomb. So we left that out. We didn't talk about adamantium, even though we mentioned Wolverine Skeleton directly by name. Oh, man. <laughs> even though we, did, we didn't even touch that. How one. could we miss adamantium? I don't know what was going on that day. Mm. And, uh, I also wanted to mention, this was brought up, that I do. Uh, I am a fan of Dragon Ball Z, and we did not talk about the androids or the android saga. But since nobody else cares, I'll leave that for... Later on, when we get further down the road, I'm figure we'll need at least something for Z, right? Yeah, or <laughs> need... or Dragon Ball, you know, either one of the two, because it's androids in different different spaces. You got like the Star Wars android. So whether you yeah. want to do it Z or D, it's 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 up to you. We got some time. You know, we got some time to think about that. Okay. All right. So some basic submissions for the letter B. B. <laughs> the letter B. We got some re- listener submissions we want to talk about. I don't know a whole lot about this one, Babylon 5, which apparently is the gold standard for sci-fi TV diplomacy shows. Well, hold on. Let's back up. Um, should we introduce ourselves again let them know who we are? Oh, man, we forgot about that. We really should probably say who we are. I'm Scott Hitchens here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, the cold Pittsburgh. Uh, this is Sam Rashid over in Monongahela. Still cold here, too. <laughs> it's going to be cold for a long time, yeah, I think. Probably across this whole region. Yeah, it was warm for a while. Now we got to pay the piper. Ooh, yes, we do. A rough, uh, rough January. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> and this is uh, this is Nerd Cyclopedia. Uh, we are gonna rock you through the nerd alphabet one letter at a time. What we're gonna do one at and, a uh, time. And if you try to stop us, uh, we probably won't stop. We won't stop. Can't stop. Won't stop. Like Puff Daddy. Nine six bad boy. Come on. Oh, we'll get we'll get there. Okay. We'll get to people. All right. All right. So. Now on to uh, our listener submissions for B. We got Babylon Five. Babylon Five is, is one I know. It's because it's got the dude from Animal House in it, and he's wearing a weird, uh, weird headpiece. Oh man! Yeah, Flounder from Animal House is in that show. Oh, <laughs> which I think it's hilarious because okay. that's the only thing he's ever been in uh-huh. besides Animal House. Okay. And then a show I actually like a little more than that: Battlestar Galactica. Battlestar Galactica. I was really into Battlestar. There's uh, Cylons and everything. Mm-hmm. That's a fine show. I would say that the first like uh, TV movie of Battlestar Galactica is one of my favorite 
all-time uh, sci-fi productions ever. I think it's great. The funny thing about Battlestar is um, when I was when I first heard about it, um, and they had what the was it the sixty? Well, not sixties. Was it the seventies show um, yeah. originally? It was like seventy eight. It was a rip off of Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, the rip off of Star Wars. I I just was not into it, but it had the sort of same basic story concepts with the early sidelines and everything. So when they did the reboot, I still wasn't really like, okay, what is this? What are what are they trying to reboot Battlestar? It was, looks like a corny rip off of Star Wars, like you said. <laughs> it turned out to right. be one of the best sci fi shows, one of the better sci fi shows ever made. And they just they were just so hardcore about everything, right? Like they mm-hmm. were just like Yeah, they didn't play around. They just nuked everyone like the first episode of crazy. Oh man. Crazy awesome. Yeah, yeah. It was really awesome. You know, you, they had really different story elements, really more mature story elements than the the 80s series, the late 70s, 80s series. And mm-hmm. it ran for a good what, 5, 6 years? Something like that. It was that? 5 seasons, I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, there's it's really good. I'd be, if nobody's seen that, I highly recommend you check it out. But my guess, this is purely a guess, is that if you are listening to a podcast called Nerd Cyclopedia, <laughs> that you are probably familiar with Battlestar Galactica. You better be. I would bet if there's a Venn diagram of our listeners and people who have watched that show, there's a big overlap right, <laughs> right there. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't have missed that. You know, Battlestar no. was awesome. Maybe if maybe if like we're got like an eleven year old listener and they've just never like heard of it. Like <laughs> just like you never like your parents wouldn't let them watch it or something, right? You better get to educating yourself on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was on Netflix for a while. Yeah. Uh so that's that's Battlestar. Okay. And then before we kicked off the main event for the letter B, and, and everybody knows what it's going to be, and I know we're both very excited about this. We were talking about that off mic. I want to mention, I'm going to go through my Star Wars character of the week real quick. Okay. And it's going to be Darth Bane. Now, Darth Bane's an ancient Sith Lord. He lived about 3,000 years before the movies, and he created the rule of two for the Sith. That there would just be one Master Sith and one Apprentice Sith. And apparently the books about him are awesome. So I highly recommend checking that out. Okay, question. Oh, yeah. you, you're talking about Darth Bane. Now, if right. you're if you're not that big on Star Wars, but you you're sort of like a casual viewer of Star Wars, mm. where does Darth Bane fit in the movie concept? Was he mentioned in the movies, or was he more or less in the ex- extended universe? Well, he's more in the extended universe, but he is still canon because he was in the Clone Wars TV show. Ah, okay. And he's mentioned it a couple times, actually in the in the original movie series. He's not mentioned in the originals, but he is mentioned in the prequels because they talk about how there's always two. Oh, okay. So he's the one that set that up for like thousands of years, and that's how the Sith remained, you know, hidden mm-hmm. uh, from, uh, you know, the obvious obvious detection that probably should have happened. Okay. So the- man, they really just missed the boat on that. I don't understand how your number one enemy can be like in your face and you miss that. Whole <laughs> <laughs> thing just bothers me. Yeah, that's a part of that story. That's crazy. So the, so they just really expanded his that character in the extended universe. Yeah, so they went. Yeah, they they basically. I mean, they created him so that they could sell books, and they did. And apparently, they were good. I got a buddy of mine who swears by him. Oh, that's awesome. Says that's the reason he doesn't read Star Wars novels anymore. Uh, so like, that'd be pretty good. Okay. All right, Darth Bane. Darth Bane, rule of two. Apparently, neat. Mm-hmm. I think it's time to to do the first uh, the first big uh, icon, really, that we're going to be hitting here. That I don't think anybody could doubt that we would do it. Nobody could stop us from doing one of the reasons that we probably are doing this podcast. I think you know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about. It's the man who protects Gotham City. Yeah, buddy. 
They call him the uh, the knight. They call him the vengeance. They call him the Batman. The Batman. <laughs> and his identity, his secret identity. Is also, well, I guess it's kind of a B, but it's a first name. So Bruce Wayne, okay. uh, multimillionaire slash billionaire. His, his net worth tends to increase with inflation. I've noticed that too. <laughs> <Is> that, <laughs> as people get like rich, you know, because uh-huh. in six, the 60s he was a multimillionaire. And now he's like, uh, he's just like, ah, he's just a billionaire now. You know, we, uh, he didn't uh, poorly invest his family's, his family savings over the years. Okay. Um, where do, do we want to start somewhere with Batman or? Why don't we start at the beginning? Okay. 1939, June. All right. Uh, Detective Comics 27 comes out. There were a couple other bad stories in there, but there was Batman. Uh, a story about a guy who uh, just can't get over some bad stuff that happened to him mm-hmm. and decides that he's going to just beat up people for a while. And that while is the rest of his life. <laughs> to a pulp. <laughs> to a pulp. Now, the crazy thing about 30s Batman okay. is that he just was killing people, like, left and right. Like, in the first, in the very first episode of Batman, uh-huh. the very first story of Batman, like, there's a guy who's, like, murdering people, and he just, like, gets, he, Batman just kicks him off, like, a ledge. <laughs> like, wow. Pun, like, a pun to football that or something. Ruthless. And he goes, ah, that's a fitting end. <laughs> so, so they, I guess they realize after a while that you can't just kill the villain every week because you got to think up a new villain. Every week, uh-huh. and so like, <laughs> so they were eventually like, we got to stop this. You can't just be killing people all the time. Now that was in Detective Comics. That first issue of did they actually spin it, a title off for him for Batman? Right, Batman got his own series pretty quick. Actually, it was like uh, six months later, but he was in every single Detective Comics after that. Okay, and Batman number one is when you have the premiere of uh, the introduction of some very important characters in the Bat Lexicon. So. Characters like Robin and the Joker, etc. Cat—they're all in Batman One. I didn't know um, Catwoman was actually in Batman One. I thought it was just the Joker. No, it's both of them. Okay, all right, very good. All yeah, right. yeah. I think I'm sure someone will correct me if I'm wrong. It's just, possibly we got all our news out there that'll probably just comment and call us in and you know, Twitter uh, tweet us. <laughs> Somebody just like all the hairs on the back of their neck stood up and they're like, someone was wrong about Batman somewhere. How are you guys talking about Batman? You don't really know Batman. I, I can't believe this for one second. This isn't even believable. Did you know, did you know he was just he was an honorary member of the Justice League of America? He wasn't even a real member of the Justice League of America. I should be doing Nerd Cyclopedia. <laughs> I wish I had this idea. <laughs> Said nobody. All right. So, um, yeah, he was really ruthless in the beginning. Yeah, he was just kicking people's heads off, basically. Like, he was breaking their necks and stuff. It was crazy. Yeah. They toned him down because, I guess, you know, they didn't want kids breaking people's necks. Yeah, I mean, you know, the whole trying to cater to kids, and, you know, they, they found out kids were reading uh, the books a lot more than adults. Right. So they had to do something as far as, you know, trying to tone it down and realizing that you had to actually cater to kids. So what do you, what's your thing? What do you like about Batman? What about Batman appeals to you? Ooh, um, Batman is, I want to say, out of all superheroes, he is my favorite. He not only has a great costume with the ears and as ridiculous as it looks, it looks really is really an appealing costume. Mm-hmm. The cape, I've always liked when you know artists drew him with a long cape, especially Todd McFarlane. This is getting right, you know later down the line, but right. he Todd McFarlane, who also did Spider Man and um, created Spawn. Um, drew Batman with a really crazy cape that really is just totally ridiculous and doesn't logically 
you know, exist in like real life. No one could have a, actually have a, you know, cape all like, you know, how he drew them. <laughs> you just get tangled and you fall over. Yeah, exactly. Seriously. <laughs> and also over the years, they cha- they always switch from the moon logo where the bat is in the middle mm-hmm. to just a straight bat logo. I've right. always favored favorite the 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 bat logo without the moon in the back. Well, the uh, the moon in the back bat logo was introduced in '63 as part of the relaunch. Oh, okay. So that was when that came uh, into effect. Um, obviously, it's been used to differentiate between different eras of Batman in the comics. So if you're looking at a younger Batman, he usually doesn't have the logo like that. Okay. It's just a black bat. Right. Look at an older Batman, mm-hmm. which signifies how they moved through the Silver Age and into you know, the more, like, Bronze Age of comics, uh, the older Batman tends to have the, uh, the circle, or the moon, as you would say. Right. Now, was that because of the 1966 Batman TV show? Man, the 1966 <laughs> Batman TV show is important because it really was the first main, like, production like that for a comic. Okay. Uh, there was Superman, that, but that was, like, the 50s, but the Batman 66 was right in the middle of, like, you know, hey, you have color televisions now. you got to yeah. use color. And so they had these, like, insane insane costumes where his costume was basically purple and a funny story and, and this is this is a, my fa- one of my favorite stories that i tell about okay uh, about my mom you know in, in 1991 when the batman movie came out the first batman movie right okay it came out was that may of 90 i think i wasn't i was in kindergarten and i really i watched the tv series a lot you know because uh, it was on abc family i think okay family channel whatever yep. whatever that was called yep i remember so i would watch the series and i told my mom like hey you know, I want to be Batman for Halloween. <laughs> and a lot of other kids were Batman, too. And they all got their, like, in the 90s, like, black costume. Uh-huh. And my mom made me a purple Batman costume uh, from, like, the Adam West, <laughs> the Adam West heritage. Wow. Out of, like, a, a blue hoodie. Okay. And uh, she made the bat the bat logo out of felt. Oh, wow. That's how creative. <laughs> yeah. I, I was, yeah, I was definitely the coolest kid. By the way, because I had the Adam West look, and everyone else just had the Michael Keaton. Yeah, they had the Michael Keaton. Uh, could hardly uh, turn your neck, Batman. You had the old Adam West look. <laughs> I was wearing a blue hoodie with ears. With the blue well, I'm ears. Oh man, I appreciate it, but I mean, I was just like, <laughs> I remember I saw the thing, and I was like, I don't think Mom knows much about about popular culture. Realized at that point in time, you know. Well, she tried, and it sounded like she wanted to make you happy. Nothing wrong. Oh with that. yeah, I mean, I, oh my mom, you know, you can't. <laughs> You can't say anything uh, anything bad about it. But I just remember being like, everyone asking, like, why are you dressed like that? And I had to explain to them, oh, this is the Batman from the, the TV show, not the uh, who, not the movie. <laughs> like, there was a TV show. What? <laughs> I had to be like, yeah, it's on cable. And then I had like, go to explain. I'm like, I'm six years old. I don't know how you expect me to know all this. Yeah. The funny thing about that TV show, and you mentioned that they decided because of color te- televisions, they decided to use, like, you know, color and everything. Mm-hmm. Batman isn't really associated with quote unquote color, you know. Mm-hmm. When you have when you have like uh, other superheroes like Superman or Shazam or what have you, um, uh, it's funny that they actually chose Batman to really demonstrate color TV. I mean, it, it, you know, at the time when um that was like really popular, right? I guess also because of Robin mm-hmm. being the colorful you know character that he was, it really really made a good contrast between the two characters. Well, you know why Batman can't be all colorful? It's because if you shoot him, he can, like, you know, die. Oh. 
Okay. So like, <laughs> like Superman doesn't have that problem, you know? No. He's got the big target on his chest. Mm-hmm. I think it wasn't it in uh, Dark Knight Returns where he makes a point that he put all that that's why he made the big uh, the big moon logo was so that they'd have a target that he could armor because he couldn't armor his face. Yeah, 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 yeah. He mentioned that. Yeah. So nice little in-network uh, explanation. You know, the one thing I liked the most, I actually did like how the villains were the guys that were playing the villains in the Batman. Mm-hmm. You know, TV series. I really like Burgess Meredith as a Penguin. Mm-hmm. I still think that's my favorite portrayal of the Penguin. I like it better than the Danny DeVito one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I will say this. I've never heard someone say uh, the word delicious like the Joker said, delicious. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I don't I don't know any other medium where the Joker is just running around calling everything delicious. You know? Yeah, they really, they really went over the top. <laughs> delicious! Delicious! <laughs> And, and 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 the Riddler always used to giggle, and you know, um, he acted a little more crazier than the Joker did. Right. Well, the Joker had a mustache too. Oh yeah. Don't forget. Don't forget that they were like, you know, they're like, "Hey Caesar, you got to shave your mustache," and he was basically just like, "Yeah, no, I'm not doing." No, 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 no. I'm not cutting my mustache. You can paint it all white, but I refuse to cut the mustache. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not cutting my mustache for TV. <laughs> I'm not, uh, just not doing it. The good thing about that 1966 show was Wallace is over top and is is quote unquote corny is you know you may want to say it was well some people think it was some people think it was it was just classic material but the <laughs> the funny thing about that show is that it created a presence for Batman and his villains that are that still last today you remember if anything the actual characters like the Riddler you could name off you know his uh, rogues gallery the Riddler right. Joker Penguin Catwoman, mm-hmm. those are like mainly like the five main ones, right? Like the Eggman and King Tut. Mm-hmm. Those are the guys you think of when you think about Batman. Yes, it's King Tut for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. King Tut is like you know one of the best. He's even more popular than the Joker. <laughs> In some Everybody, realities, you will all shudder at the name of King Tut. No, we're not going to. How did they do that, King Tut? Really, he wasn't even in the comics. Like, why did he? He was just a fat guy. That like enjoyed Egyptology, like that was his whole deal. Like he just like wanted to like tell people about Egypt. I don't even think his his villainy was that villainous. He was just like, perhaps we should excavate this pharaoh's tomb, and everyone was like, get him, Batman. <laughs> so he didn't he didn't <laughs> steal to like rob a bank or anything, or was trying to steal I, money. I, I, he might have, but I really feel like it was all it was all to get people to think more about Egyptology. <laughs> I really think this Endgame was all about was all about like, oh, let's go out in the Valley of the Kings and see what else is out there. King Tut, oh man, yeah, that show had like some hilarious villains just, yeah. just made up, not even in the comic books. Yeah, and then the Eggman's whole deal was like, you know, eggs don't have that much cholesterol, you can really <laughs> eat eggs. And that was like in a whole episode, he would like kidnap Batman and like hang him over a vat of acid and be like, you know, now I'm going to make you scrambled eggs. Oh man. And you're going to, and you're going to probably eat them. You'll be satisfied by how delicious they are. <laughs> Batman would, you know, kick punch someone in the face and there'd be a big like mm-hmm. splotch on the screen that said oof. Oof. <laughs> oof for the zits. And then when it really got into it, pow bam boof. You know, pow bam boof. Pow bam boof. The good um with with that show, it it got really popular really quick. But right. um it was a fad it ended up just fizzling out really quick itself. I think it only lasted like three seasons, which yep. like today it seems like um, three seasons is really, really nothing for a TV show. You know? Right. I think that, especially for a DC property too, you got to remember, like, there's the money that was in these these uh, these properties just wasn't there. 
and there wasn't any money in it right. in the sixties. And now there is. There's a lot of money. Like, could you imagine a bat a Batman show? Not just like about like around the people around Batman. We've we've discussed off mic how much I hate Gotham. Why? I hate Gotham, <laughs> why I'm not going to watch Gotham? Okay. And that's because I I refuse to accept a reality in which the Rogues Gallery created Batman instead of the other way around. Right. It's one of the main problems I have with the Tim Burton <laughs> is that the Joker created Batman and then Batman created the Joker, and that doesn't make any sense. Not at all. Not at all. I don't like it. I don't like it. Where's Joe Cool? Where's the guy that really shot? Wayne's parents, because you know that's who that is. Right. All right. So just to be clear, that wasn't the Joker. Stupid Jack Nicholson. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. But, but I'll tell you, mm-hmm. uh, that's pretty much what people thought about when they thought about Batman and comic books. That's right. why you didn't see a lot of properties. And then you know we've discussed again what our both of our I think our favorite Batman books. I think it's the same one, right? Yeah. Dark Knight Returns. Dark Knight Returns, seminal product. It's it's really just it's a story that was anti trope when it was uh, released, but it was so good that now the things that he did that Frank Miller did in that book are tropes. So like Superman working for the government and Batman working for the underground. Right. That never happened before his he came that book came out. Now that's pretty much how you view those guys. Well, when I first happened upon The Dark Knight Returns, I just remember as a kid reading the third and fourth books before I read the first two. And yeah, yeah, when The Dark Knight Returns actually came out, I just remember just being shocked, even just just flabbergasted that that Superman would even go against Batman or be an adversary to Batman because... You was watching Super Friends back then, or you know, right. watching like the Superpower Show, you know, mm-hmm. um, and everybody was friends. Everybody, everybody would team up and fight the bad guys, and that's you know how you saw your the comic book heroes. And when you got into the comic books, Superman wasn't an enemy to Batman. So when Dark Knight came out and just flipped everything on his head, you got that classic cover to Dark Knight Falls. That was the cover with a silhouetted uh, Batman with a silhouetted Superman going against each other. On the right. cover with a uh, bright orange background, orange and red background. Oh, right. Rand, it was like really, really pow- a really powerful image for you know for that for that book. Well, that the idea that Batman could beat Superman, which I'm sure is something that kids were talking about for 50 years before that book came out, is something that it's one of the reasons why I like Batman so much. Right. Because there's no way, obviously, that he could physically beat Superman. He has to use his brain. Right. You know, he just has to. Outthink him, and he and he does so, and and it's and you know I guess maybe he doesn't actually I I know how it ends right obviously but yeah uh, uh you know he gets what he wants right yeah to to be left alone so that he can do his own right pseudo fascistic <laughs> resistance against the did you did you ever read the second one can I ask that the uh, the Dark Knight Strikes Again yes I read it one time and one time only <laughs> it was a bizarre bizarre comic. And, uh, you know, uh, just just truly, truly bizarre comic book. Do you know they're making a third one of those? Yeah, it's called the Dark Knight Master Race. Um, yeah. I haven't yeah. read any one of those yet, but I heard um, it's on its third issue right now. Oh, yeah, I, I got to check that out. Because DK2 is just so insane. Like, just absolutely crazy. Uh, left field. I mean, you had actually had Robin or Dick Grayson, the old Dick Grayson, coming back as the Joker. Right. <laughs> like the new Joker. It's like, how does that happen? Um, The thing that really irritated me as far as the Dark Knight Strikes Again was that it went a little too far with the whole Dark Knight mythos. 
and it got really weird where the Dark Knight Returns wasn't really weird. Mm-hmm. You know, it was really, uh, really speaking on like at the time because it took place in the 80s. Well, Dark Knight Returns didn't take place in the 80s, but it was written around the 80s where you had a lot of like government paranoia going on, the Reagan era and, um, you know, whatnot. So right. it really uh, went into like, you know, a lot of political commentary, whereas the Dark Knight Strikes Again really struck a, a just a super weird chord involving a lot of superheroes. Yeah, like they were all slaves. It was a weirdo. It's a weirdo story for me. But DK, uh, DKR, of course. You know, I didn't really read it for sure until I was in, um, until I was in college. Okay. And it was I just had never, never read it. Uh-huh. And I wrote this research paper on Batman, and they every single source I could find was all talking about this comic. So I, huh. I had to read it. Okay. And it was just stupefyingly good. It was just an yeah, amazing. Buddy. An amazing, amazing story, and that's coming from someone who looked at, you know, who probably thought about my main Batman. Like, if I were to say, you know, what's my what's my ideal Batman? And everyone obviously has a different one, right? Right. Uh, I would probably say Batman the Animated Series Batman. Oh, okay. It's the Batman that I probably consider the most like. Uh, that's what I think of when I think about Batman. Okay. His TAS Batman. And I, I think that the, the Batman the Animated Series is, in many ways, the seminal version of the character. That animated series was really, really, really good. They really got into. I, I remember some primetime episodes of mm-hmm. the animated, the Dark Knight animated series. I mean, the Batman animated series, right? When they featured like the show at night to really, really showcase how mature it was for a comic book type show. Yeah, man. I mean, I think that you know the one thing that we, that always bugged me a little bit about TAS is that everybody in Gotham City had a skylight. Every single person, so Batman could get in and save him. Uh huh. I want to feel. I feel almost feel like he must have done the commercials where he was like, "Hey, I'm Batman. Uh, you ever worry that someone's gonna hold you at gunpoint? You're gonna need me to come into your house. Well, guess what? You're gonna need to buy a bat window. Sell them now. <laughs> we're selling them. We're selling them down at Wayne Tech. We have a deal with Wayne Tech. We'll come and put them in. It's a, just like a skylight, except I can open it from anywhere. <laughs> from so anywhere. if I need to fly in there and save you. Uh huh. I can I can help you out. <laughs> and that shows him doing that, like you know, jumping in, like punching someone in the face. Uh huh. And then he just turns to the camera and just yells like, "Buy a bat window." <laughs> that's my. That's like I noticed that I rewatched it with a buddy about a couple of years ago. Uh huh. And uh, it's like every single episode, this guy was like jumping in a jumping in a, a skylight. And I'm like, who has skylights? He, like in their house. Who, you know, yeah, like I mean, uh I don't remember the last time I seen a, a skylight in someone's house. <laughs> I, I feel like there were a couple instances where like someone was robbing a bank uh-huh. and then Batman came in through a skylight. And I'm like, what's the point of having like the, the mm-hmm. giant doors on the from the bottom if someone could just jump in from the top <laughs> like that? <laughs> that won't stop Batman. He has to have a skylight to jump through. <laughs> Hey, we need. What? We bought the bat window. Uh, it was pretty clear but that if we didn't buy the bat window, we were in trouble. <laughs> so, so we he went will, out and we bought it. He will not come to rescue us if he <laughs> if he did not have that bat window. <laughs> you better buy it at Wayne Tech. And why is Wayne Wait. Tech selling bat windows? Wayne Tech bat windows because he told us we had to. <laughs> did he get a discount? Huh? <laughs> All right. Mr. Wayne, why aren't you giving Pat Wonders away? Oh, man, I don't know. Oh, man. You do, I'm, I'm all drunk. I'm the guy who's drunk, and I'm going to be drunk over here. Speaking of Bruce Wayne, of course, he's the um, you know, best Batman secret identity. 
He's a he's he's a one a fascinating character to me. And one thing that really for the years I've been reading Batman is that I, I think that they never really focused enough on Bruce Wayne. Okay. Mm-hmm. Batman of course is the most, you know, more popular side of the character because he's a superhero and he's like, you know, brings the entertainment value and stuff. But if you really go into like the whole psychological side of Bruce Wayne, this guy is a nutcase. You know, mm-hmm. he has one side where he pretends to be like a playboy and they really never play that up too much in the comics, but he's supposed yeah. to be a playboy and, you know, flirting with all these type of women doing, you know, all these type of women. And at night he goes pummeling people. So where is the medium? Where, where how do you, how do you differentiate uh, a playboy side and and have the actor side? Is so 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 the face is 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 that the facade, Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. and Batman is like his real face. Well, I think that in a lot of cases that that's how we're that's what we're to think, and that's how it's presented to us by creators and writers and and you know for me I I really think that neither of them is really. Uh, it's not Batman pretending to be Bruce Wayne. Okay. Right. Which is more like how, you know, people have discussed this in media about how Superman's pretending to be Clark Kent. Right. And he's it's not the other way around. Um, but I think that there's this, there is a part of Bruce Wayne that isn't Batman. So Batman is a facet of him and so is this other public facade. Okay. You know, that he's putting on. Uh, I, I think it would be impossible for someone to be uh, just Batman. You know, without any sort of humanity. Okay. And I think that thinking that, right, thinking that he's just this, you know, perfectly trained peak athlete vigilante who enjoys just, you know, just smashing people right. <laughs> just in the face. Right. Just because that's what he likes to do. Uh, he misses a part of the pathos of the character, which is that he, you know, he do, he's not indiscriminate. Okay. You know, in his application of his techniques. And he does actually do some investigations as Bruce Wayne and, and specifically – Oh man, the Nightfall story arc after he gives up the mantle of Batman to Azrael, right? Right. right. So he does that whole investigation where he's trying to get his back fixed, and he's, you know, running around fighting like right. The, that one dude that puts gives him the mask. I don't know the chick, right? And then everyone tries to come and kill him and stuff. Okay. And he's like, you know, beating him up and chopping wood, and <laughs> it's, it's going crazy. Yeah, I barely remember the night. I remember. I mean, I guess the biggest thing I remember about Nightfall is the back breaking portion of it. Well, I got uh, Batman 500 for Christmas one year. Ah, and okay. I'll tell you that uh, Batman 500 is the one where uh, the new Batman suit comes out and he goes and Israel goes and beats up uh, Bane really good. <laughs> Was that and that then, ugly like, suit <laughs> that, that, that they never even broached again? Oh, yeah. Peak 90s Batman with all the pouches on his leg. Oh, like, where, man. That all? Ugh. Ugh. Awful. Ba- call that awful Batman. I just, he had like. Like claws, it was just weird. It was an odd, odd thing, uh, for sure. I think sure. I think they actually had the costume in one of those Arkham Asylum games. Oh man, I did not get that skin. And that kind of <laughs> makes me sad because I, I definitely remember thinking about how weird that Batman suit was because mm-hmm. I, I that was like you know that was like three or four years after that Halloween, mm-hmm. so I was still interested in Batman costumes because I wanted to I wanted to do over eventually, you know. Right. I wanted to try to get get the good <laughs> Batman costume. Do a do over. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, I wanted to have the cool costume. Right? Yeah, not everybody always gets to have the cool costume. Well, I mean, what did you want, like the Batman Forever costume, or, or did you want the Batman and Robin costume with the uh, nipples? I don't think that those costumes were <laughs> delivered with the same sort of uh, uh, 
interest as the, <laughs> as the one from at least the first. At least the first Michael Keaton. At least, at least a Michael Keaton costume. Well, I think by the time we got to the third one, we were pretty much like, yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> Joel Schumacher, because, you know, you didn't want a 10-year-old kid running around with nipples on his bat suit. Like, that was just, uh, I was just reading. Remember, for kids, like, TAS, the anime series was on at, like, 3 yeah, o'clock. Yeah. So yeah. it was on right after school. I watched it every day, a couple yeah. episodes, you know. Had the dark deco design. I love. I still like that. Like I said, it's my sem. It's my personal seminal Batman. I, I feel like, like I think when I read stories about Batman, uh-huh. and even if they're non, like, you know, I always picture that Batman as the Batman. Okay. Yeah, that's the that is a really classic Batman. There. If we were talking about Nightfall, then I mean we can't really escape bees without mm-hmm. talking about Bane. Yes, the psychotic South American luchador. <laughs> Who showed up in Gotham and just, just beat the living tar out of Batman mm-hmm. and uh, figured out who his identity was and stuff, and then was played as a with a really crazy Sean Connery impression by uh, Tom Hardy in the movie. <laughs> yeah, that was a really good impression of Bane, even though he looked nothing like the comic character. But if you really think about it, though, them using that villain in that movie really put him in the upper in the upper tier of uh, Batman's Rose Gallery. So you got like mm-hmm. the Joker, Catwoman, Penguin, Riddler, King Tut. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Eggman, man. I can't, Eggman. Can't be forgetting and, about Eggman. And then Bane. Bane. Uh, There's also Two-Face. Oh, yeah. Two, wow. How, how could I forget about Harvey Dent Two-Face? Huh? One of the classic Batman villains. But um, Bane, Harvey Dent, man. But Bane... He turned into one of a, a, a Batman's classic villains as well, so you got to give props to Bane. I do feel like the Tom Hardy interpretation of that character is better than the comic. Yes, it's one of the few yes. times uh, where I would say uh, I really feel like that those movies kind of got the villains right. Yes, you know if there was anything those movies did, and you could say that well, I'm Batman and I'm here to sing death metal. <laughs> was a thing they maybe did wrong. Uh-huh. Uh, but the villains thing they did well, I like the Bane portrayal. And of course, you know, obviously, and I know we're saving a lot of this stuff for the, for the letter J. Yes. We'll get there. Yeah. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. But, but of course, it's hard to mention. You can't, you can't not mention Heath Ledger's portrayal of the Joker being the seminal version of that character either. Rest in peace. R.I.P. I remember when I found out he died and the movie hadn't come out yet, I was almost like, maybe they'll have to recast it. That's probably good, right? Well, that would have been <laughs> that would have been terrible if they had to re- try to reduce scenes, but um, they said they got a completed movie out of him, so it ended up being one of the best Batman portrayals or the best Joker portrayals ever. So what what do you think the best Batman movie is of the of Woo. the all of them? So maybe we'll cut. I, I'm not going to throw Batman sixty six out in there because. You know, they did that whole scaling a building thing when they were walking sideways. <laughs> and so I don't know that it really falls under the same umbrella as the other Batman movies. Okay, so if you want to count, like, the Michael Keaton Batman. The, yeah, live action from, like, 90 on. From 90 on. Okay. My favorite will be The Dark Knight. Okay. That probably is the correct answer uh, to that. Um, okay, so here's question two, right? Because I think, I think that that's pretty much without dispute. Everyone mm-hmm. says that's the best movie, and they're, they're correct at that. It's got mm-hmm. the Joker. It's got Two-Face. It's got the good plot, mm-hmm. you know, which is important in a movie, in, right. in my opinion. Okay. Um, who's the best Batman? Who's the best Batman? Mm-hmm. I really liked Michael Keaton a lot. I'm not yeah. going to lie. He was a um, – I think he really tagged Bruce Wayne, the Bruce Wayne part of Batman. 
mm-hmm. really good as far as being distracted. I remember the one scene in the first Batman, back the 1989 Batman, where he says something to Vicky Vale. I forgot the exact lines that um that that the movie um, that was in the movie, but it's really it was a really good you know good scene between the two because he was Joe Michael Keaton played him so distracted as Bruce Wayne. Right. He didn't right. he, he didn't play him as like okay focused um you know really trying to get things done. It was just uh, uh he was just always thinking about something else when he was you know as Bruce Wayne and people would call him on that. Vicky Vale would call him on that. Alfred would call him on that. So I I, li- I really like Michael Keaton as Batman. You know, as a Pittsburgh guy, it's hard for me not to disagree. Okay. Um, you know, the Christian Bale portrayal I thought had a few things going for it that maybe the Keaton one didn't, and that's some some, some of the physicality. Yeah. That I think Bale put into that role was really amazing. I yeah. honestly I did like the way uh, Bale portrayed Bruce Wayne. Okay. And I know what you're saying about being distracted more than being uh like a a stereotypical drunken playboy guy. Right, right. But I feel like that that portrayal of Bruce Wayne is an important part of the character. Right. Because it's it's an intentional it's an another intentional facade. Yes. So that's the the second half of the the facades that he puts up, the subterfuge. Mm-hmm. And I really felt like especially in Batman Begins, they uh-huh. did a really 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 good job. Okay. Showing him, you know, almost as a dumber Patrick Bateman, right? Like that's who <laughs> That's who Bale was playing, really. It was a dumber Patrick Bateman. Um, and I thought, especially that scene where they where he goes into the motel, the hotel and stuff, yeah, and like has the girls a, in the pool, in the pool in the water. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although, although there is that also that moment in the Dark Knight where he just like runs off with the whole ballet, which is just, in my opinion, hilarious. You know. Yeah, they didn't really show the scene. It was really um in a newspaper um clipping and everything. But yeah, that was kind of funny. Like how? But well, here's my thing. Like, how do you know none of these girls are gonna say anything? Exactly. You just like get them out on a yacht, and then you just you you know they noticed. I mean, you just jumped off this yacht and got into this you know sketchy looking cargo plane in the middle of the ocean. Like they're gonna find someone saw that. Someone had right? to see that. Yeah. Someone saw that. Even if those guys on the on the uh, the cargo plane, you know, weren't like you know just telling people who Batman was, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is another thing that I thought was a little odd. Well. You know? The Dark Knight, there was a, I almost want to keep calling it the Dark Knight Returns, but it's called the Dark Knight. It was a complete movie, and mm-hmm. it almost won an Oscar. It was, it actually did have Joker, well, Heath Ledger winning the um, best actor for portraying the Joker, which mm-hmm. was really sweet because it's the only comic book movie ever to win some type of Oscar in an actor portrayal, you know? Right. Um, so that was really nice, and the uh, award and the Oscars actually had to change their. They felt that they had to change their um category, well to to include more movies because of the Dark Knight not being included in the best movie category, right. you know that particular year. So the the Dark Knight was really a complete movie from top to bottom. You had a really great portrayal of the Joker. You had a really good portrayal of Batman in the second movie. The one, one another thing that struck me about that movie was it started out in the sun. It started out light in the daytime. Mm-hmm. Batman is a night character. That's Batman when you when you talk about Batman begins, majority of that movie, 95 or 85% of that movie was in the dark. You know, mm-hmm. and you had more of a like a Art Deco coming back from the I mean, stemming from the the Michael Keaton days of 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 of, of the portrayal of Batman, um, mm-hmm. carrying over to the uh, Batman Begins. But when you got to the Dark Knight, 
the opening scene was the burglars or the robbers, the jokers, uh, robbing a bank. Okay. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it was in the sunlight. So that was one of the biggest things that really struck me was you don't start out a Batman movie in the light. Well, and they actually they did, did that. Actually, yeah, they actually hit on that too in that meeting in the, uh, when the whole mob is getting together and the Joker shows up. Uh-huh. He's like, that's why you're operating. That's why everyone's operating in the day. It's because this guy owns the night. Yes. Because he can't go anywhere. Yes. You know? Yes. Where they show they show the bat signal and everyone's like, you know, the one guy's like finds like selling weed or whatever. He's like, Come on, buy some weed. <laughs> oh, he's not gonna show up. Just buy the weed. Come on, does anyone want this weed? Weed. I think they really shouldn't have spent five minutes with that guy yelling weed. <laughs> I think I think Christopher Nolan is just a little bit, you know, he's he's indulgent. He's probably a little ob- um obsessive at that point. But um <laughs> One other thing I did want to mention um, as far as Batman's concerned is his portrayal in the comics with his um, compatriots, his, his so-called Bat family members. Mm-hmm. So you have his, you have Robin, right. uh, the boy, you know, so-called boy wonder. Um, you have um, Batgirl. You have who's like Barbara Gordon, Commissioner Gordon's daughter. You have um, uh, Jason Todd, who is now Red Hood, who was uh, who was who was what the second Robin? Uh, yes. Okay, so the second Robin became um, he actually got killed by the Joker, right? In Death in the Family, uh, that and that was you know that was really hilarious because they actually had a vote to right to kill Robin. You know, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, people I mean, didn't like it because he was whiny. I mean, right? who, who, wasn't he like who, whiny? Yeah, oh, he was. He was super whiny. And who really does that? And I remember uh, being a little kid, actually calling and voting. You know, the two eight hundred numbers at the end of the comic. Um, you had to call whether you wanted uh, Robin to live or die. Of course, I voted Robin to die because you know he was, <laughs> he was just way too whiny for me. An icy heart of yours strikes uh, again. Yes, man. it does. <laughs> <laughs> cold man, cold <laughs> as ice. Um, but yeah, um, so you had the Red Hood, um, who is Jason Todd, who was a former Robin, came back to life. You know, don't ask me how he got resurrected. Um, mm-hmm. you got, I mean, it was the Lazarus pit just for the record. There you go. So you got, um, <laughs> <laughs> just for the record, Rachel Gill. Now you got Nightwing, who is the, the former, the f- former first Robin. Right. So you got those family members, and I want to say Batwoman is Batwoman a um, family member? No, you got. She was. She was back in the fifties when they almost murdered the strip by uh, turning it into a sitcom. Okay. okay. <laughs> by having a Batwoman and a Batgirl and a Robin, and uh, Bat, uh, what that like Mister Mystiflick, but a Bat version of it. Batmite. Yes, Batmite. <laughs> But well, yeah. What I wanted to say, as far as um, their their whole dynamic, they are always not really enthused about Batman's tactics. And bat and the funny thing about Batman is that he's always telling them what to do and how to do things, and always getting mad when they don't do it. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's a real fun dynamic with them because he's like their boss. And right. anytime I think they act more like family members than he does. He's like the estranged one of the family, but he carries a name. You know, this is his crusade. This is his his um, war on crime or what have you. 
And if you don't do things his way, it's the wrong way. You know, mm-hmm. um, that's why you have like, you know, um, um, maybe Dick getting um, Nightwing slash Dick Grayson getting mad at him and, you know, um, Tim Drake getting mad at him and right. uh, Barbara Gordon getting mad at him. So huh. uh, you got you got all his team members getting mad at him. But does Batman mm-hmm. care? No. He's just really going to go out and do what he does. Still beat criminals to a pulp because that's just what he does. Yeah, i i don't I don't share your affinity for the Bat family in general. <laughs> and uh, I mean, I just, I just, it's hard for me to reconcile that. Mostly because okay, I just can't see an eight year old beating on people. I just can't. I can't see it. You okay. know, that's just that's just my thing. I mean, you can't say there is no Robin because Robin is one year younger than Batman as a character. It's not like he's some sort of newfangled invention where you can just right, you know, retcon it away and pretend it never happened. But you know, so are you I, are I, you saying that you don't like Robin in particular, or you just don't like how the um the age of of Robin? I I don't understand. Explain to me, okay? Pitch me this. Story. Okay. Mm-hmm. Pitch me a story where I'm gonna believe for like ten seconds mm-hmm. that not only does this this uh man who dresses up as a bat exists uh-huh. he's just been breaking people's legs for the last 30 years okay but then now he's got a 10 year old with him <laughs> and that that's like and that the 10 year old can legitimately assist him legitimately legitimately i can't explain it because yeah. i just can't explain it <laughs> i mean imagine you're 10 like imagine when you were 10 would I... you have been able to like competently drive the batmobile <laughs> to get him like out of there and, like... and assist a grown man and beating other criminals to a pulp i mean right. or really beat other beat other grown men like i, I mean the whole thing i just uh, it seems preposterous to me and i'm talking you know in my in my office in my house you know at 11 28 p.m uh, <laughs> as an as a grown man talking about uh, why I don't believe that a ten-year-old could dress up in a colorful costume and punch people in the face, but I do believe that it's legitimately believable that a billionaire would be interested in doing the same thing. Doing the same thing as a grown so, man. So you know, I mean, I'm just saying. I understand that it's a preference, but it is my preference to not. Not. I do like Barbara Gordon as Oracle, though. I think that's pretty legit. You didn't like her as Batgirl. Nope. Wow. Okay. Same. Same reason, man. Really? Same reason. Yeah, because because you've got this guy who's got a single-minded war on crime, and uh-huh. I'm supposed to again believe that he's taking time out of his psychopathic day uh-huh. to like you know drive someone to school, right? <laughs> like it doesn't, you know what I mean? Or like, right. like it, it seems to me to be like the height of irresponsibility for this guy to be like, all right, uh, <laughs> we got some kids, let's just throw them out there and have them go and hang out with all the, like the pimps and uh-huh. you know drug dealers and stuff, and just like you know. Start uh, beating people up for me. <laughs> well, the, it's funny that you mention that because um, they uh, Frank Miller did another series called All Star um, Batman and Robin: The Boy Wonder. Yes, and it went into a few of a few of those things. And the Batman in that is it took place. It takes place in the Dark Knight universe, as they call it, right. the Frank Miller verse. Um, and Batman was crazy in there. He even referred to himself as the goddamn Batman. Right, <laughs> right. That, I do, I do know that. I do, I am familiar with that. And that ended up being like you know a really good, a really good meme for um just a whole portrayal of it. Um, so when that book came out like a few years ago, people hated, people hated that Batman. They said this is not the Batman I know. Um, mm-hmm. the the portrayal of him is just you know just totally crazy. He would curse and he would do crazy stuff. He would treat Dick like. 
<laughs> I'm gonna have to beat that out, but <laughs> he treated Dick like crap. Um, <laughs> and um, it, it was just ridiculous how obnoxious he was when he first met the Justice League. He would not give Superman the time of day. Um, he would torture Green Lantern. Um, he would refer to the. I think he gave Wonder Woman their res- his, his respect, but. Um, upon meeting other superheroes, that particular Frank Miller um, Dark Knight was just not a nice guy. Period. Um, so it's kind of um, it's kind of funny that you touched on that um, um, particular part of Batman because he really treated Robin the um, the as as Robin wasn't eight years old. He was more or less like maybe fourteen, fifteen, but he was still young and really taking the whole concept of having a sidekick that young, um, you know, is really unbelievable, okay? Right. But he right. really treated him like crap. You know, he, he stuck him in a cave um, for, like, days with no food or lack of food and really ha- and really just trying to discipline him and um, getting him prepared for, like, you know, the hard street, if you will. Yeah, that Frank Miller Batman was just, well, he got a little crazy in every other story that Frank Miller ever told except the one. And even that one, he's kind of crazy, but you get it because there's a lot of buildup. But, like, yeah. I don't know, man. The whole I, – I just – in my opinion, I wish that you could just ignore that part of the character, but I guess you really can't. Although I understand the mark from the marketing perspective. Like, I I definitely get what the DC was going for. It's right. like, oh, don't you wish you could be, you know, out with Batman running around and punching the Joker and stuff. And, but, like, have you ever talked to, like, an 8-year-old kid and tried to give them instructions that have more than three steps in them? <laughs> <laughs> like – like he can't. <laughs> I mean, no, it's just really. impossible. <laughs> well, um, so that Batman, um, it, it, speaking of Frank Miller, he he really he really put the stamp on who this Batman character is. Um, just rounding everything out today. Okay. Yep. So you had the Bob Bob Kane creating the Batman way back in 1938, 39. Okay. Mm. Um, to how the Batman is today, um, which is which Frank Miller really put a stamp on. So you have the Dark Knight um, movies and uh, uh, even the whole Batman, Michael Keaton Batman, uh, really took their cues from the Frank Miller Dark Knight series. Yes, and that Dark Knight series was trying to get back more to its roots because it was um, immediately toned down. Mm-hmm. But the first like year in Detective Comics, Batman was like a I said earlier, just like shooting people. He had a gun yeah. for a while. He was ruthless. <laughs> really, he had a gun. <laughs> so Batman had a gun. You know, Batman yeah. doesn't carry guns nowadays, but Batman back then, he had a gun. Right, he had a gun. So you know, I mean, uh, yeah, uh, that Frank Miller's good. And uh, yeah, you're right. The the darkness and the more serious tone uh, definitely bled over into the you know the uh, the first set of movies and then into. The um definitely the animated series, which like I said, I have a lot of affinity for. Mm-hmm. The one thing, the one thing I think we haven't talked about yet that I wanted to bring up is that okay is I wanted to ask you this because I have my answer. Okay. So other than the Heath Ledger joke, which I'll I'm gonna say is just head and shoulders the best villain portrayal in a Batman. Yes. Because there's no there's no point in comparing it to anything else. No. Nope. There's not. There's no comparison. To uh, other than him, who's the best villain in a Batman movie? The best villain in a Batman movie, other yeah. than him. Hmm. Oh man, uh, Bane. 
Bane. I really love Bane in the um, Dark Knight Rises, even though mm-hmm. I thought the actual movie didn't really stand up to what the Dark Knight was. I right. really like Bane. I, I love his voice. I love um, Tom Hardy's portrayal of him. Um, he was really, really good to me. I thought it was weird that uh, the, the sound always sounded weird with Hardy, too. Like, <laughs> I'm going to crash this plane. <laughs> Like if like everyone else was real quiet, then you'd be like, "Ooh, we'll see what give Gossams and Ashes you have my permission to die." I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> oh man! Which I thought was weird, just because of how the levels were. Because you could tell they had to raise the levels on post because no one could understand what he was saying. Yeah, that. that in fact, Chris Nolan was going to keep it like that until I think it just got so much. It got so many complaints from people who saw it early, maybe like mm-hmm. you know screeners or what have you, that you just could not understand this guy. <laughs> Although, like that, that would be a hilarious, a hilarious version of the villain to do. Yeah, we're like, he's like, what do you say? <laughs> I have no idea. Oh well, well. What do you think he wants us to do? <laughs> what, what do you think he wants us to do? <laughs> do you follow him? Could you follow him? What? Then he shoots the guy, and the guy pushes the guy down the sewer, right when he's telling him to follow Gordon. Yeah. You know, uh, like, it would be hilarious if no one knew what the hell he was doing. <laughs> what is he even talking about? Oh, uh, damn it, Bane. He's trying to he's trying to give his speech to Batman and Batman's like, what? 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 <laughs> huh? I would speak uh, clearly. Personally, by the way. Yeah. Hey, come on, man. Could you take the mask off? It'd be very painful. <laughs> you do not want to take off the mask. Classic. My uh, my favorite non uh, non ledger j- villain is actually uh, the Riddler from Batman Forever. Oh wow, Jim um, Carrey the Riddler. Jim Carrey. I thought that he was the best part of that movie. Okay. And I really did actually enjoy the one that was the one thing about Schumacher <clears throat> that I thought was was worth the time. Okay. Was actually the uh was the Riddler, and, and part of it's just because Jim Carrey I think was should have always been playing that part basically. Um, and the other is how they did, they did sort of cross the line a little bit into the, a, a little bit into the silly. And I say a little bit and the guy's got pink hair and he's wearing a bodysuit with right, right. a green bodysuit. You know? Right. But because it was Carrie, I thought I found it to be, you know, uh, enjoyable. So it's my number two. He he was good. I think he was one movie too late. If Tim Burton had actually directed that movie, then I think it would have been a better portrayal. He, he was a good, um, Riddler. He was really. He was good. He was a good Riddler. Well, Joe Schumacher was just selling toys, you know. Uh, <laughs> like he was. He was instructed thing. to sell toys. That's all we need you to do. He's just another German saying he was following orders, you know. Mm. And Batman Forever wasn't that bad, yeah. but it wasn't that great, you know, either. Hey, I'm Chris O'Donnell. I'm gonna ride this uh, this motorcycle. Ooh. Oh. Oh. All right. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna wear this I'm gonna wear this uniform Alfred made for me in ten minutes. <laughs> and we have to add a Robin, so okay, this is who we choose. Well, you know, Marlon Wayne's actually was going to be Robin in uh, Batman Returns. That would have been a, terrible. He signed a two movie deal, and he gets paid on it still because he gets a like a piece of Batman Returns and Batman Forever because of that deal. You know that Marlon Wayne's really? Yeah. No. Are you serious? Yesterday. Oh yeah, wow! I saw that. And I and I'd also like to point out that uh, my my vote for worst. Uh, Batman villain in any of the movies is definitely Arnold Schwarzenegger's Mr. Freeze, even though it's so quotable, mm-hmm. and I love it. I love it. I really like to think that he had all because you know the Victor Freeze character is so sympathetic and wonderful, and 
and so well written when it's done right. Uh-huh. But I just like to think that that was all in the original script for Batman and Robin, mm-hmm. and then he came in and he was like, "I'm not going to say this. I'm not going to do it. Look <laughs> at me. Look at me. I'm going to put you on ice. That's the line. That is it. It'll be a big hit." <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, no, say like, you know, you love your wife. And like, no, I'm not going to say it. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to freeze you out. <laughs> he, started at, he started adding his own dialogue. Let me freestyle this. I'm Arnold. Yeah, hold on. Uh, welcome. The line is okay. The line, Arnold, is uh, welcome to my lair. As you can see, I've been busy, and now you will know the wrath of winter. And he's like, okay, okay, let's roll it, let's roll it. Nice to see you, Batman. <laughs> like, they're like, ah, oh, we're never going to get a good take. Never. I'll just use it. Just never. Use it. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I, I would say one of the worst villains or um, uh, that I would put is probably on the other end, the Bane from, uh, what, Batman and Robin? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty bad one. Yeah. <laughs> so my favorite is Bane from the um, – the um the Dark Knight Rises and my worst is the Bane from <laughs> <laughs> Batman and Robin. If you just like to see the difference between oh, good work man. and bad work, there you just need to look at the difference between these two portrayals. Yes, 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 yes. That's all you really need to do. It's mm. pretty obvious. Mm. All right, so um, I guess we wrapped up the B this week, and we um, man, we're almost at like an hour. <laughs> we are. Uh, it's been a bit. Whew. Well, I think we definitely people now know that we are uh, interested in Batman. Yep. Is anything that we've we've discovered is that we have a convergence of our nerdery. Yes. Is uh, on Batman for sure. Mm-hmm. So we still haven't gotten to this, and it's important. Okay. Uh, you know, we got to kick something out. Not everything gets to say in the Nerdcyclopedia. All right. There has to be something that we will banish from Nerdcyclopedia forever. Ooh, what are we going to kick out? <sighs> well. We could either kick out the entire 1966 version of Batman. Okay. But that might mean there is no Batman. Yeah, that would so um, be, be a that. devastating thing. So, <sighs> Why don't we just kick out okay. some of the stupider gadgets <laughs> from that, that show? I would be satisfied if all we did was kick out the Batman, the Bat Shark Repellent. The Bat Shark Repellent. Wow. So in the movie, he's got the bomb. He's hanging from a ladder, and a shark like by starts biting him, and he pulls this like aerosol can out of his utility now, belt now, to raise now. the shark. It's... How do you even make back shark repellent? I mean, how does that concept even get? I I just can't fathom it. You know, <laughs> um, back shark repellent. So they were in a um lab and decided, mm-hmm. okay, we need to come up with something to repel sharks. Right. The real question is when he did that. So, like, it's not so much that he came up with something that would repel sharks. It's how long before he used it was he carrying that thing around. Was he lugging <laughs> that thing around for, like, three years and just in his utility belt back there? And he just pulled it. Finally, he's like, finally, I get to use the bat shark. <laughs> you got to be on. on to this thing for <laughs> you gotta years. Be, you got to be ready, Robin. You, you know, know Robin was probably on. like, I don't even know how he used to have shark repellent. Like, why <laughs> even have that shark repellent? You're never going to get bit by a shark. We don't even go anywhere near the ocean. And Batman's just like, we'll see about that. We might have to kick gonna, him. We might have to kick him one day. You know, <laughs> kick a shark. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring the shark. <laughs> Come on, we're never gonna use. You bring it every time. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it. In. 
<laughs> I'm gonna put it there. Come on, why don't we bring, why don't we bring something useful like you know, mm-hmm. I don't know, like a, I don't, a remote control helicopter, maybe a way to get, maybe to make the Batmobile drive itself. <laughs> yeah, I'm just uh, gonna use that slot on the shark. <laughs> okay, man, you're the boss, Batman. You're in charge. You want me to carry it? No, I got a slot, Robin. Yeah. <laughs> And then later on, like after they get rid of the shark, you know that they're in the helicopter going back to the bad cave, and he's like, "Hey, uh, you see, uh, see that shark?" <laughs> <laughs> Batman, no, no, Batman, no. No, I, I just want you to say that. Uh, I just want you to say you saw the shark. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 Batman, <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, so we're kicking that out. Yeah, that's it. The shark repellent's got to go, man. Okay. Gotta go! All gotta right. go! Alright, get out of here. Get the boot. Can we do a, can we do a, a booting sound effect? Like, seriously, let's throw, let's throw, let's try one. Let's try one right now. Okay, ready? Try the boot sound effect. Number one. Boom! Okay. Okay, now let's try another one. Number two. <laughs> I'm just excited for you to put those in and post. Oh yeah, because I know. Yeah. yeah. All right, I got uh, it. I got it covered. Okay, so <laughs> so put them in and post, uh-huh. and then uh, we'll decide later on which one to use. Okay, we'll use one of those two. It'll be fun. Okay. It'll be a fun thing for the kids. <laughs> All right. Anything else? Uh, I think that's just about it. We covered Batman pretty well. I actually could probably do another hour on Batman to be honest with you. Like I'm just sort of, I feel like I'm just getting started, but get a little late. <laughs> We've been at this for a bit. I don't know how long you people know, are gonna want to listen um, to this. It, it gets late and you know, this is around the time where Batman really does his do, you know, for real, for real. You know, if Batman were actually out there in reality, you know, mm-hmm. he would start his work at twelve o'clock. Twelve oh one. It'd be twelve o'clock in lower Manhattan at uh in January. That's what they say that's what they say Gotham City is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's what they used to say, and then Metropolis was was you know downtown Manhattan at noon. <laughs> so that's how they figured out. You know, that's another thing, and we can get into this when we get into like the G's. Maybe we can talk about where the hell Gotham City is. I don't know. I, I still have no idea where it is. They say it's like in New Jersey somewhere, but I'm like, where? where yeah, because they're yeah. still in New York, and they're still in New York, and there's a Metropolis, and Metropolis is somewhere in the middle of nowhere. Okay, so and um, I remember in what the no man's land metropolis is like, what right across the river from Gotham City, where it was split off and everything. So yeah, um, I I, re- I reject that out. Go- Gotham is kind of like lost, like the lost island. You know? <laughs> it's just like kind of just out there. No one knows it really exists. No one really knows it exists, but they yeah. know it's there. You know, <laughs> if that makes any sense. You know? It's just where we send all the bad people. <laughs> Blackgate. Right, we send them to Arkham. <laughs> I, I have a theory, by the way, and this is the last thing. I, we can okay. we can we can stop, or you can cut the last two minutes of this, or whatever. Uh, but I have a theory that Arkham Asylum was actually started by Bruce Wayne because he noticed how badly he was maiming people as Batman, mm-hmm. and he like was like really hurting them bad, and he was like, "They need a hospital, like seriously," because like they're like being like he you know he's tying them up and breaking their legs and stuff and hanging them from light posts uh-huh. like you don't get over that in five minutes no, no like you no. don't just you, you need physical therapy you can't just go right back to work <laughs> like you need something you need physical therapy i mean if someone pulls your arm out of socket and yeah, then breaks three of your fingers you're not just gonna be like you know well i guess well i guess i'll just go to work like 
Okay. We know that's okay. not how that works. Well, we know these criminals, they do have insurance. They better have insurance dealing with Batman. I mean, and they also better buy a bat window. Better buy, <laughs> they better buy a bat window. Insurance and a bat window from Wayne Tech. Wayne Tech. Wayne Tech. Has Batman broken your leg? Well, let me tell you this. Wayne Tech's here to help. Buy Batman insurance. Are you a criminal? You need Batman insurance. And then Batman comes in and punches that guy in the face and just yells in the camera, Buy Bat insurance! <laughs> that's how he sells everything. He's very direct. Batman insurance. And that's, what I guess, where we stop. Um, <laughs> hey, well, I do want to thank everyone for, you know, um, listening to the B portion of this podcast of Nerd Encyclopedia. Um, oh, Nerd Cyclopedia. I'm getting the name wrong already there, Scott. That's crazy. You got to say it right. Come on. Uh, so little. Nerd uh, Cyclopedia. So, <laughs> so remember, you can get us at Nerd Cyclopedia on Twitter. And please contact us with any errors or omissions that we made this week at Nerd Cyclopedia Podcast at uh, gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, we're still we're waiting. We're hoping to hear from, from someone. Someone. Someone out there. We're just like Jodie Foster in contact, you know. We really want to hear someone, but we don't know what we'll do if it happens. All right. We'll be so. And this is Sam. And uh, I'm Scott. And we shall see you when we see you guys. Peace.